Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What a save! in with the glove! Unbelievable! McDavid, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point! I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades! Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Salt and Sea from Lumineers. This is Oilers Now, brought to you daily on 6.30 Chet. 6.30 Chet, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the EE football team. 
Orders now for Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy IT and supplies. Well, a bit of a reflective show today, to uh, say the least. As you're uh, probably aware, here in oil country, last night, Walter Gretzky passed away uh, in his 80s. Wayne Gretzky put a, uh, a tweet out last night, and uh, it's... Uh, Something that obviously we're going to be uh, talking about during the course of the day, just how special and unique of a guy uh, Walter was, what he meant to Wayne, and uh, one of Wayne's former teammates, roommates, soon to be enshrined in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Kevin Lowe from the Oilers Entertainment Group will be one of our guests in the opening half hour of the show. This has been a very busy day on the hockey front. There is a lot to get to. We will also have at uh, 1235 today for NHL Hockey on Rogers for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman. At 105 today from Sportsnet for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women, women that are employed in the horse racing industry, Mark Spector. And at 135, uh, perspective from the Oilers coaching staff, Glenn Gullitson, who at one time was the head coach of the Calgary Flames, and they made a move last night after a 7-3 victory over the Ottawa Senators. Uh, current Oilers associate coach, Glenn Gullitson, as we get ready for the Battle of Alberta tomorrow night. You can reach us at any time on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree has multiple Dreamcatcher spa and stay packages available for booking now. And you can reach the River Cree at 1-844-425-2733 or visit rivercreeresort.com backslash stay. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors currently renovating. Our text number is 780-496-0063. Come see what's on sale now at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. Uh, Brendan has actually got the day off. Cody Jansen is uh, helping us out, and uh, we'll work Cody into the show at various parts. We've got a lot of moving parts on today's edition of Oilers Now. Um, we uh, will, again, have Kevin Lowe in about uh, four minutes' time. And if anybody can perhaps equivocate and speak to just what exactly Walter uh, meant to his boys uh, and to his uh, to his family, uh, it, it is certainly going to be uh, Kevin Lowe. And, uh, you know, I know we've discussed this a bit. We've been fortunate enough to have uh, Wayne Gretzky on the show probably, I think, about eight times in about the last 13, 14 months. Uh, he's been around the team since coming back to the organization in 2016-17. Actually, that was predated by uh, the arrival of Keith Gretzky in an assistant general manager's role. And we've also had a chance over the last uh, several years to get to know Glenn Gretzky a bit, who's involved in one of the Gretzky properties. And they're all terrific guys, devoid of ego, and they treat people exceptionally well, which is perhaps uh, a total reflection on how the Gretzkys were raised. But again, a guy that could perhaps better speak to it's coming down the pipe here in about three minutes' time. I do want to tell you very quickly into... Uh, today's, uh, top story and, in, in we got, a, we got a couple, you know, obviously we're going to, uh, circle back on, uh, Walter Gretzky and the impact that he has made as perhaps the most famous hockey dad of all time. 
Uh, the Calgary Flames last night after the game fired their coach Daryl Sutter is back in Calgary. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Pay no overtime rates in their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Here is Flames general manager Brad Trailiving talking about uh, in our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. The Flames are the Oilers' next opponent. Brad Trailiving had to say this to say uh, on hiring Daryl Sutter. As a manager, you take, and, I, and the local media have heard me talk before, you take your cues from your team. You've, you've heard me say that before. You watch, you know, our game is a game of emotion. And as a manager, there's, there's certain times that are required for patience, and there's certain times that are, require action. And in watching our team over the last several days, weeks, I felt strongly that this, this time right now was a time for action. We've been underperforming. We've been inconsistent. And for us to be able to bring in Daryl, in my mind, one of our game's greatest coaches, most successful coaches, and the strengths, the biggest strengths I see from Daryl is the ability to be very clear. The clarity he provides players in, in terms of their roles, the expectations and the standards of the organization. And if you look back in his track record, he maximizes player performance. This should be a clear message to our players that the level of urgency that's required right now because of our position and our situation requires a level of urgency that hopefully everybody recognizes. And again, uh, given the context of today, if the Oilers weren't playing the Flames tomorrow, we probably wouldn't have run that clip. But the reality is uh, Daryl Sutter will not be on the bench for Calgary tomorrow. Ryan Huska will coach the Flames. Uh, who are uh, several points behind Edmonton, but it's basically, you know, Calgary is in that five hole, and I'd say that Vancouver's played the extra games even though they beat the Leafs last night, which just shows you how frenetic hockey can be at times. Um, the reality is it's basically five teams competing for four spots, and given how far ahead Toronto is ahead of everybody else, it's probably four teams competing for three. Quickly into our game day lineup report brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. And we'll get right to it. The uh, Oilers uh, hit the ice today over at Rogers Place at 11 o'clock. And uh, here is what I got for you. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was back on the line with Connor McDavid and yes, Paul Yervey. Dominic Cahoon, who missed the last game, undisclosed, on the ice today with Dry Settle and Yamamoto. Devin Shore, who's been out for several games, was on left wing with Jujar Kara, Josh Archibald, James Neal, uh, and Alex Chase on off the one game suspension uh, on a line centered by Gaetan Haas. Uh, the Oilers had Ennis, Nygaard, Turris, and Patrick Russell all in baby blue. So they look like the guys that uh, could potentially be out tomorrow. The D pairings, Nurse with Barry, Lagason and Larson, Russell and Bouchard, Jones and Bear. Both Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear had tough evenings against Toronto the other night. Chris Russell was very good, so I'm going to hazard a guess that uh, Chris Russell and Evan Bouchard will be one of the pairings, and Lagason will be activated from IR as well. And Smith was in the Snarder's net. All right, so that's taken care of a little bit of business. When we come back on Oilers Now, uh, Hall of Famer Kevin Low. 1217 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, along with Cody Jansen today. As we go to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Well, uh, he is uh, a hockey hall of famer. He's part of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Um, 
And today we uh, we celebrate uh, the life that is uh, Walter Gretzky. And who better to speak to that than Wayne's great friend for a number of years and former teammate. And in many ways, a historian of the Edmonton Oilers franchise. He's worked for the uh, organization longer than anybody else. We welcome back to the show, Kevin Lowe. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, Stoff. Uh, sad day for sure in the hockey world, and uh, but uh, happy to share some memories of Walter. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, you know, you've had this relationship with Wayne for, you know, 40-plus years. Um, and I know you told me this long before I ever started doing the games for the Oilers, just on, on how Wayne treated people and how Keith treated people and all the Gretzky boys treated people, and, and, and you felt that some of that came from the personality and the humility of Walter. No question, yeah. Wayne, um, you know, Wayne is such a, um, oh, he, he's respectful and for all he's accomplished, he's amazingly humble. And and it really, it, it stems from Walter and Phyllis, who passed away a number of years ago. You know, great family upbringing. I had the good fortune of being around them for a lot of years. I even visited uh, Walter's, uh, where Walter grew up, where actually Wayne first started skating on the on, on the, um, they call it the family farm. It wasn't a big farm, but where his grandmother was and and uh, had the privilege of drinking some summer homemade uh, or whatever, local wine or something. But, uh, you know, you know, families, uh, they raise great people, you know. Um, they say greatness, uh, you know, isn't born, it's grown. And uh, that was the case of, of Wayne and, and Walter's tutelage. Uh, you you lived with Wayne together for a number of years, and the story I heard is sometimes when Glenn Sather wanted a little bit of a spark, suddenly boom, Walter emerged and w- was in town. Did you uh, did you always know when it was kind of coming, or did uh, did Slats sometimes surprise you uh, guys? And 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 did you see? I mean, as great as Wayne is, did you see a little spur in his play as a result of his father being around? Well. Um... I guess you could say Walter was around a lot because Wayne didn't have many off nights. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, um, the, the the one story I've, I've told this a couple times, but the one that really amazes me and, and how important Walter and his mom as well. But she, Phyllis didn't like to travel as much, so and Walter, yeah, I mean, he's an old hockey guy. He loved to get on the road, and so when Wayne scored fifty and thirty nine, um, the game before in game thirty eight, he was at forty five goals. And after that game, he said, well, I think I'm going to tell Dad to go to Vancouver and meet us there for game, uh, that would be game 40. Uh, never thinking in a million years he'd score five goals in game 39. And uh, so lo and behold, he does. He scores five against the Flyers. He's scored 50 goals in 39 games. And, and the second he walks off the ice, he, you know, he says to me, he says, he says I guess i got to phone Walter and tell him not to go to Vancouver. Uh, uh, Walter was around for, for a, lot of, a lot of the great times. Uh, and he was always just a welcomed, um, you know, was welcomed when he came. It was never, uh, I, I have visions of Walter. You know, Wayne was in such demand. So many people wanted a piece of him. And Walter would just bide his time and was respectful and allowed the world to, to be entertained by his son. And, and he just waited for the moments when, when he could have his, his time with him. But just being around him, even if they weren't actually sitting and talking, uh, Walter really enjoyed uh, that experience. You know, it was interesting, Kevin. Uh, Jack and myself were at an event a couple of years ago, and 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 Walter was there with Wayne and Keith and Glenn Gretzky, 
and the star was Walter. You know what I mean? Like they were, they, they yeah, were, they like they were paying homage to their dad. Their dad was, he was the guy that was wheeling and dealing and doing the storytelling, and everybody else was sort of gravitating towards him. He could certainly spin a good yarn, couldn't he? He could. But the interesting thing about that stuff is that Walter, prior to his aneurysm in 1991, was was not a, was not like that at all. Walter, uh, it'd be. Uh, for him, that outwardness didn't exist, and and that's the amazing thing about his transformation after his aneurysm. All of a sudden, he became this really uh, outgoing person, and he was always he was always welcoming prior to that. And not that don't get me wrong, but he wouldn't have done what he was doing afterwards. And to that, I speak. I remember Wayne and I were in Toronto, and you know we were sitting in a restaurant having lunch, and all of a sudden this. His dad would get up and walk to another table and say, "Hey, uh, can I sign you an autograph?" And Wayne would, you know, do a double take. Like he, Walter would never have done that prior to his aneurysm. But they say his brain changed. And uh, the other thing, he was a he was a he was a regular smoker before the aneurysm, and he didn't smoke afterwards. So, uh, yeah, Walter, uh, Walter, and because of that, he became even a more demand. So. Guys like Charlie Henry, who were big parts of his life, and, and other people that Wayne had close to Walter to sort of take care of him. Walter would go to Bantam games and midget games in Ontario. He'd go to junior games, and he was the star of the show every night. Uh, now, was Charlie Henry, just correct me if I'm did he have Alice Hemsky? Uh, Charlie did have Alice Hemsky, yeah. And Charlie, Charlie was hired by the Coyotes, and... For whatever, Charlie told me the story afterwards. They ended up taking the Swedish player that really didn't pan out ahead of Alice. Freddie Schuster. Uh, Schuster. Schuster. And Al, yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and Charlie told me afterwards. He said he was new to the team. Uh, he didn't know. He hadn't seen a lot of the other players. He knew what Alice was, but he couldn't really go over the top and promote Alice for the pick because he, you know, he. I guess he figured it's. Uh, you know, I'm new to the scene. I don't want to make my first choice the the last choice so uh, uh i remember years later he he regretted not being more um, forceful about coyote's pick that year but uh we're, we're glad to get alice uh one of the things that i noticed uh with wayne and maybe it's a little bit different today just because it's a completely different world social media so much more media but I, it was was walter the guy that kind of coached wayne into killing the uh, specifically the writers with niceness because when he won you guys went into toronto the first cup there was a no one knew how good wayne was even in the is it fair to say even in the first year in the nhl you, you go to toronto that center of the media universe of of hockey and the story I got told was that Walter was one of the guys that helped coach Wayne on, on how to deal and embrace uh, the media and make it a positive experience for himself. You know, I don't know that story. It could very well be. I would say that uh, guys like uh, Ron Chipperfield, for example, the Oilers' first cap- right. captain, was such a gentleman and so well-respected by the media. I'm sure Wayne watched him that, that, that first year in the WHA in 78-79. I would have learned a lot from him. I suspect Walter had, was a major influence as well. And, of course, Wayne is just, I mean, he's naturally hes hes naturally a nice guy. He, he enjoys people. Uh, the glass, he's a, the glass is half full type of guy. So 
I think a lot of that was, you know, part of his own DNA as well. Yeah. Uh, Wayne obviously related in the story that Walter was dealing with more than one or two uh, issues. This, this had to have been hard on the on, on the Gretzkys to, to deal with, but it, but it is, Kevin, a celebration nonetheless, is it not? I mean, he was a pretty special person. Well, it, yeah. I mean, all of Canada. I mean, the outpouring of of people connect you know contacting me say please pass on my best to wayne and the family i I mean there's literally millions of people thinking of the gretzky's right now um and uh yeah i I mean they had a tough go walter was the last uh couple weeks was tough on the family but they had their time with them uh which was special and i'm sure he knew that and wayne jokingly say you know, thank God Dad didn't see the last three games against the Leafs because that might have done him in. Uh, so, you know, the, the humor and the hockey is still in it, uh, even at wow. a time when you're grieving about your dad. Oh, wow. And, uh, hey, they're Oilers again, right? Like Keith and Wayne working, you know, working with the Oilers and in, in support roles. So, obviously, there was passion for uh, the team as well. That speaks volumes. Kevin, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, in a difficult situation and pre- uh, presenting some context of the uniqueness of uh, Walter and what he meant, uh, to not, not just to the hockey world, but also to Edmonton and to the Oilers organization. My pleasure, uh, real pleasure to to be able to talk about Walter and and, uh, his legacy and stuff. You bet. That is Kevin Lowe, Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame uh, defenseman. That's right. Uh, the seventh Hall of Famer from the most electrifying uh, NHL team of all time, the 1980s Oilers. Very quickly, we are going to circle in to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, company-branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Edmonton-owned and operated, Drew Shamahorn and his staff shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And with a quick NHL Today update, here's Cody Johnson. Well, it's been busy, and I, you already hit on the Jeff Ward out, Daryl Sutter in in Calgary. I will also mention, after 15 seasons, three Stanley Cups, Brent Seabrook hung up the skates today. He's been dealing with some injury issues. San Jose Sharks forward Joachim Blickfeld been suspended two games for his hit on Nathan McKinnon, and Ducks defenseman Hampus Lindholm out six weeks with a fractured wrist. All right, it is 12:27 in Edmonton. Elliot Friedman coming up from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino. But we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.